Consistently Organized, a podcast that explores concrete ways to better organize yourself so you can live a fulfilling, meaningful, and zen life. In short, the life you truly want and deserve. My name is Sarah, and here I talk about productivity tips, minimalism, goal setting, habit formation, personal development, self-care, and much more. Don't forget to subscribe or miss a new episode and go to zenlyorganized.com to find episode transcripts, downloadable worksheets, and more tips. Now, sit comfortably, grab a drink, and get ready to change your life for the better. Hello, Zen Organizers. I hope you're doing well. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, food. I love cooking and learning new recipes, and I believe food should be a priority for everyone and we should all take more time to cook for ourselves and our loved ones. But with our hectic lives, it's not always possible to dedicate a lot of time to cook, let alone think about what we're going to eat for our next meal. I mean, how many times has this scenario happened to you? It's 7.30pm, you just get back from work, you're tired, you have no desire whatsoever to think about what you're going to eat, and yet you have to think about it and even prepare it. Answer honestly. When this situation happens, do you usually end up eating a healthy and hearty meal? Or do you end up eating some unhealthy ready-made meal? Probably the latter, right? You really shouldn't blame yourself for it, though. It's completely normal. Do you know why? Because our capacity to make choices declines as the day goes by. You're more likely to make poor choices in the evening than you are in the morning. So our tendency to resort to unhealthy but quick solutions such as frozen meals or takeout in the evening is scientifically justifiable. But this doesn't mean we can change our eating habits. On the contrary, with the proper tips, it's possible to cook and eat healthily, I'd say 95% of the time, without having to spend too much time in the kitchen. All you need is a bit of organization, of course. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to share with you the organization system I've put into place to eat healthily every day without losing too much time on cooking. There are three core elements in my organization system, but they they can all be implemented individually and still be very beneficial. I'd even suggest implementing them one at a time so you don't get too overwhelmed. And as I said, if you feel like only one of these elements suits you, well, just implement this one element. I mean, this system works for me, but it won't suit everybody, and that's perfectly fine. Okay, so the three elements I'm going to talk to you about are one, making a list of meals you and your family enjoy, two, planning your meals in advance, and three, doing a meal prep or batch cooking session once a week. Let's start with the first element, which is making a list of meals. If you had to choose only one of the tips I'll mention today, you should pick this one, because it's the easiest one to put into place, and it's also the basis for the other elements. To put it into practice, you simply have to write down a list of easy, delicious, and healthy meals your family and yourself like. Try to list at least 10 meals, that's the bare minimum. If you can come up with more, even better. Otherwise, you'll quickly end up eating the same thing again and again. I recommend starting with 10 meals so the exercise won't seem too overwhelming at first, but I would recommend adding as many meal ideas as possible to your list as you discover new recipes and come up with new ideas. This way you'll have a good selection of meals to choose from when you have to cook and you'll be able to rotate between them. For example, my meal list currently contains more than 70 meal ideas. 
It might seem a lot, but I've been adding ideas to it for a few years now. Don't worry, your list will also naturally grow as you cook more and discover new recipes. I also recommend you put quick and easy meals as well as more complicated meals on your list. And by complicated, I mean meals that require you to stay close while it's cooking, that take more than 30 minutes to make, that have many steps or require the use of many different pots, pans, tools, etc. Uh, you'll use the quickly ones mostly during the week and the more complicated ones during the weekend. So I like to have this mix because this way I don't always eat the same things. But that's up to you. And also, these are kind of my criterion for what are easy and difficult meals, but you might have uh, different ones. So that's totally fine as well. Just find what works for you. So here are some of my favorite easy and quick meals. So for example, vegetable couscous, omelets, pasta with tomato sauce and vegetables, legume salads and sandwiches. More complicated meals on my list are uh, risottos, which require me to stay nearby to add water regularly and to make sure it doesn't stick to the pan, or recipes with bechamel sauce, which also require me <laughs> to stay there and stir continuously until it's ready. By the way, I'm vegetarian, so that's why all my meal ideas are vegetarian. <laughs> But if you'd like to find an example of my meal list, uh, you can find it at zenlyorganized.com. But I'll also put the direct link in the notes, so you'll be able to see it easily. Anyway, having this meal list helps me a lot when I have no inspiration. And it helps me make healthy choices even when I'd be tempted to order in or eat less healthy options instead. Seriously, for me, it's been a game changer because otherwise I'd lose like so much time and energy always thinking about what I eat or what I prepare for supper and everything. So having this list just takes off all this pressure and the stress of being like, oh my gosh, what should we eat? And you're like, oh yeah, spaghetti. And then you remember, oh no, but we ate it like two days ago. <laughs> so having this list, it just helps you uh, have more ideas and more choice when you don't know what you have to cook or what you want to cook and eat. And this list is also very useful when I do my meal planning, which is the next element in my system. If you want to take meal organization a step further, meal planning certainly is a huge time and money saver. And it's very simple. You basically plan the meals for the coming week ahead of time. This way, when you get home, you already know what you have to prepare. No need to think about it. Some people even plan their meals for the whole month. <laughs> But for me, that's a bit too much. <laughs> But do what suits you best, of course. Okay, so now you might think I'm crazy. Like, what? I have to plan my meals for a whole week? <laughs> Isn't it a bit too organized and rigid? Well, no. It's the complete opposite. It's actually liberating to stop wasting time and energy thinking about the food we have to eat three times a day for a total of 21 meals per week. I mean, that's a lot of decision-making, and I'd rather keep my decision-making faculties for more important tasks. Don't you agree? Plus, you don't have to strictly follow your plan. It's there to guide you and help you be more zen about what you eat. If one night you feel like eating a different meal than the one you had planned, then by all means, go for it. And as a bonus, you can recycle the meal you didn't cook in your meal plan for the next week's meal plan. This list is not a prison, it's an aid. It must serve you. So hopefully I've convinced you of the benefits of meal planning. <laughs> Now, how is it done concretely? Well, first, you need a piece of paper, a planner or a digital file where you'll be able to write down the days of the week and the different meals. Then you need your meal list. 
Without it, meal planning will be much more difficult because you'll have to come up with meal ideas every week, which would probably lead you to always making the same few meals again and again. That's why this list is very important. And that's why I told you it's the most important element of this system. Now, all you have to do is decide when to eat what, and you're in business. Of course, the first few times you do this, you'll probably take a bit more time because you have to figure out the structure that fits your needs best. But then you'll see it will become much easier and faster in time. For example, I always try to have all five lunches from Monday to Friday, as well as dinners from Monday to Thursday planned, so I never have to wonder what we'll eat throughout the week. But I don't usually plan for Friday night or the weekend since we have more time to cook on those days. And also we usually eat out once or twice. Uh, We sometimes have leftovers as well, so we eat them during the weekends to avoid food waste. So that's how I do it, but there are so many ways you can do that. Maybe you only want to plan your lunches and prefer to leave the dinners unplanned. Maybe you also want to plan the breakfast. I see a lot of mothers do that on the internet. I personally don't feel the need to plan my breakfast, but maybe if you have children and everything, then that's something you, you need to do. There are also some people that assign a specific staple to a specific day, which makes it even easier to plan the meals for the week. For example, Monday is fish, Tuesday is legumes, Wednesday is pasta, etc. As you can see, there are many, many ways to structure your meal planning. You can personalize it as much as you want. And as for when you should plan your meals, this also depends on you. I usually plan my meals for the following week, one or two days before going grocery shopping. This way, I only buy what I need, therefore saving money and time while shopping. And uh, ultimately, I also avoid a lot of food waste this way. But you can do it where, whenever you want, really. Like if you prefer to do it on a set day, that's fine. It's really up to you. Finally, let's talk about the third element of my system, which consists in doing some upstream preparation, usually during the weekend. This way you have less uh, things to cook during the week. I know it might seem counterintuitive to spend a few continuous hours cooking on your free day to save time during the week, but believe me, it does. The concept is fairly simple. Instead of cooking something every day, you prepare your meals for the week ahead or month if you're really motivated. And there are mainly two different ways you can do that. The first one is batch cooking. If you don't want to prepare whole meals in advance, you can simply prepare all the necessary ingredients for your weekly meals without cooking them. For example, on Sunday, you can cut all the vegetables you'll need for your stir-fried rice. You can also cook your rice if you want. This way, when the time comes to cook your stir-fried rice, you'll only need to assemble the ingredients. Instead of taking 30 to 45 minutes to cook everything, it'll only take you about uh, 10 to 15 minutes. The second way is meal prep, which consists in cooking complete meals during the weekend, so you only have to reheat them during the weekend. This, of course, requires more time on the weekend, but it saves so much time during the week. And to increase the efficiency of this method, I like to prepare uh, our lunch portions ahead so they're ready to be packed. It's also a good idea to freeze the portions you plan on eating later during the week to prevent them from spoiling. Both methods have numerous advantages. Apart from having most of your weekly meals prepared in advance, both methods help you cut down on the number of dishes to wash. 
Since you cook multiple things at the same time, you can only rinse the pots and pans before cooking a new meal instead of washing them thoroughly. The same goes also for utensils and tools you use. This aspect alone saves a lot of time. Trust me. <laughs> um, also, uh, they help save a lot of time on the preparation of the ingredients. And this is especially true if you have a food processor. For example, if I cook three meals which all require onions, I put the total number of onions needed in the food processor and within 10 seconds, it's all chopped up. At this point, maybe I've convinced you and you might be tempted to try one of these two techniques, but you wonder how to apply them concretely. I think there will probably be some trial and error before finding what works for you, but ultimately everyone will find the best organization for them, I'm sure of it. There really is no right or wrong way to apply these techniques, so just do what works best for you. Personally, I prefer meal prep because I arrive home late on weekdays and I prefer to enjoy my evening doing other things than cooking. And with this technique, I'm never too tired to eat well since everything's already ready. So for me, it's a win-win. But uh, if you have more time and uh, don't really mind doing a bit of cooking, then maybe batch cooking is better for you. As for how I apply the technique... I cook three complete meals each week. I find that this is the right number to have some variety throughout the week without having to cook too many different meals, which would take much more time <laughs> during the weekend. And I'm usually able to cook uh, these three meals and some snacks within two hours. It isn't this much time if you think about all the things I'm able to cook within this amount of time. And if I didn't do it this way, I would have to spend at least 30 minutes every day to cook dinner, plus the time to wash the dishes, etc. So for me, this really is a no-brainer. Meal prep, or batch cooking if you prefer, is definitely a time and lifesaver. However, I understand that all the tips I gave today might seem a bit overwhelming for someone that has never organized uh, their meals or thought about putting into place an, such an organization. So uh, I prepared uh, for you a free workbook that you can download that will help you implement these three elements. Uh, you can find it at zenlyorganized.com, but I'll also leave the link in the notes. A word of caution, though. If, after hearing all these tips, you feel super motivated to, pull them, to put them all into action at once and revolutionize the way you used to prepare your meals, I'm super excited and I think it's great that uh, I inspired you to do that and to put them into action, but I would really recommend uh, going slowly but steadily. So start implementing one step at a time, uh, maybe start with the meal list, because as I said, that's like the basis for all the other steps. And I think it's the easiest one to put into place as well, uh, because otherwise uh, I think there's it'll be a bit too overwhelming and there is a bigger chance that you'll um, fail at uh, maintaining these good habits and this good system in the long term. So uh, that's why I recommend implementing one tip into your routine and see if it helps you. And then if you see that it does, then you can go on with the second one and then with the third one and etc. Since it takes approximately three weeks for a habit to form, I'd suggest implementing each tip for at least three weeks before proceeding to the next one. So I hope these tips will help you to improve your organization in the kitchen and save you some time and energy that you can then dedicate to other things. 
I know that without this organization, I would spend almost all my free time in the evenings cooking and I wouldn't have time to work on my personal projects like this podcast or the blog or to take time for myself. So I hope this will help you as well. Thank you for listening until the end. You can go to zenlyorganized.com to find the episode's notes and all the mentioned resources. That's it for me today. I wish you a Zenly Organized week and I'll see you for the next episode.